Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Down to the 15, 10, 5, and touchdown, Edison Chargers. The snap, the hold, the kick is up. Does it have room? It does, and it is good. Are you kidding me? On the screen, he breaks a tackle down to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Tigers. And I don't see any flags. Dugout back line by Stang. Back over. Dugout by Yoder this time. Now over for Brooks. Tips. And Monroe wins it. Snap to C.J. Stroud. Hans Henderson running up to the wow. Rutgers 40. To the Rutgers 30. And he's gone to the 10, to the 5, and end zone. Touchdown, Travion Henderson. Swung on, hammered to deep right. There she goes. Gone. Jose Ramirez does it again. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. It's now time for the Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Norwalk and Huron Heating and Air, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Domino's Pizza, and Westside Sunoco on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. folks welcome to the locker room show good morning everybody josh bowman joined in studio this morning by mark lane how you doing mark fantastic (laughs) all right Uh, ready to go here and uh, we got a kind of a special show planned here today Uh, in case you missed it uh, this past week we had the uh, our sister station k96 had the fall sports preview show Uh, we ended up with nine coaches several players uh, it was hosted by uh, Clubhouse Number no. 3 Sports Social on East Water Street, if I can say it, in Sandusky. <laughs> and also was catered uh, by uh, Capizzi Pizzeria. And uh, we had a great time there. Talked to all those coaches and their players, Mark. And we're going to go back and uh, kind of recap it a little bit and uh, play a little bit of uh, some clips with the coaches and kind of talk about their programs as we are less than a week away from high school football uh, next Friday night, Mark. Uh, and it's like Christmas Eve this week, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, and it started early with that great show, and uh, we got a chance to talk to those coaches, and you know they all brought kids along, captains, and that just that that just made for a great evening. And the great part was because of the venue, the kids were the the coaches were actually scrambling if they were there a little early <laughs> and, and getting their kids together, you know, between all of the pizzas and pasta and in the games, you know, getting them in for the interviews. Yeah, folks, that place uh, that we talked about, Clubhouse Number Three Sports Social, uh, it, it's a bar, but it also is a uh, you know a place you can bring your family to with so many interactive uh, video games, uh, the latest technology and these simulators they're called. You can play anything from uh, baseball on them to golf to, you know, I, I know there was a football game on there. There's a zombie dodgeball on there. I saw that. And then they also have uh, some state-of-the-art uh, pinball machines there. You can play giant Jenga there. I mean, so much shuffleboard, uh, all kinds of things. And uh, the kids, they stayed busy when it wasn't their turn to come up to the mic. <laughs> yeah, and you, you talked about that giant Jenga it collapsed while we were there, and you thought a well, uh, a wall fell down because <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, so everybody was, uh, you know, uh, entertained, and then it was their turn to come up and talk to us. And we were on the air for two hours 
talking to nine different coaches. Uh, uh, just want to thank all the coaches. Of course, the sponsors, we, we thank them, the location and Capizzi's. We thank uh, Clubhouse number three. But also, just thank you so much to all the coaches that showed up. All nine of them that I invited all showed up. And they, and, uh, for the most part brought all different players and captains and seniors and players like that. And it was just, uh, just a great night. It was a fun night and it really got you, you know, got your juices flowing, getting you ready for, uh, you know, the fall sports season. Yeah, it definitely did. And I know, uh, even when we were done with it, uh, uh, coach Jim Hall of the Edison Chargers, he was like, Man, that went crazy fast, he said. And he had all kinds of paperwork that he was <laughs> was ready, you know, for it. And we never was got he? to it. Yeah, because we spent a lot of time talking to his his kids mm-hmm. as as well as him because we talked to him all the time in our pregames and on Saturday oh, yeah. mornings. But th- this was kind of a time for the kids to shine as well. Yep. And, uh, folks, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to play back a clip from each of those nine coaches here this morning. We're also going to talk uh, to Scott Petrack of the Chronicle Telegram about the uh, Cleveland Browns last night. Uh, they they looked a little rough to start it out, but uh, we'll talk more about it later. But uh, they uh, pulled out the win for what it's worth. You got a preseason win. But uh, they looked good in the uh, second part of that game with, with their backups. Their second and third stringers looked really good last night. So. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Probably the, the serious question is, how is Nick Harris their starting yes, center? Yes, yeah, uh, got hurt in the second, second play. Second play, unbelievable. Yes. But let's get going with our coaches' interviews from uh, this past, what was that, Wednesday night? Yes. Yeah, time gets away from me. <laughs> and, and it's going to get faster. <laughs> it is going to get faster. So we'll start out, uh, we talked to a couple volleyball coaches, of course, because our sister channel, 92.9 WLKR Classic, carries the volleyball match of the week. So uh, we we talked to uh, two uh, prominent programs, and let's start out uh, ladies first, as we say, yes. uh, of course here. And uh, Kendra Snook, uh, of course, if you know anything about volleyball, you know what the Monroeville program has done, Mark. Oh, I, I, anybody that knows anything knows what great volleyball we have in this area, and the Monroeville Eagles have been one of the dominant teams uh, here in recent years, as well as the. Uh, uh, St. Paul Flyers, the Huron Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have great volleyball in this area. So uh, speaking of great volleyball, here's Kendra Snook of Monroeville talking about the success of her program. Um, Yeah, I think that the past teams have set a good example, um, but it really is from the hard work that they continue to put on, and I think each team coming up wants to continue that success, or, you know, they get a little bit of a taste of it when they're younger, and they want, it's fun, and tournament's time is fun, and um, they know what it takes to be successful, um, so they want to be able to continue that um, legacy and that tradition that we've established at Monroeville. And one part of that tradition, of course, is making it to the state final four. You've done that each of the last three years. That just goes to show how big this program is and how the girls have really been able to compete year in and year out. Yeah, for sure. We um, have won the district, um, which I feel is one of the tougher districts in the state. The last four seasons um, have been down to state um, three of the last four years. And, you know, that is tremendous and something that not a lot of teams have done. Um, We haven't cracked the finals yet. um, Have gotten stuck at the semifinals every year. But to us, that's still, you know, if we can be playing the last uh, weekend of the season, obviously. Um, there's a lot of teams that would sign up for that right now, so um, including me. Um, <laughs> we know it takes a lot of hard work to get there, and so we're very proud that we have been there. 
So there you go, Kendra Snook of the Monroeville Lady Eagles there, and a couple of her players stopped by as well. Um, yeah, Mark, uh, just what she said, uh, going to the state finals three times in the last four years, uh, making it to the state final four, I should say, uh, just can't get over that hump and get into that state championship. But like she said, to be playing in the last weekend of the season, it says so much to what their program you know, is all about. Oh, it it does by far, and and I was talking about this area, but you can remember a time where we had down in the state finals, we had the St. Paul Flyers, the Norwalk Truckers, and the Huron Tigers all playing down there in three different divisions. Yeah, (laughs) crazy. And let's talk about a team that's moved up into Division One, Norwalk. As they just, uh, that, that, uh, you know, amount of students, girls, you know, the, the, uh, the count of uh, how many, uh, student athletes and students that you have at the school just got over the hump into Division One. So, uh, I believe Norwalk is the quote unquote smallest school in Division One from what I read uh, a little while ago. So, uh, they're going to be playing a volleyball program, you know, uh, uh, you know, when they get into the tournaments, some Division One teams, so. She needs to talk to Coach Steve Gray. Remember when the Norwalk yeah. Tuckers basketball was pushed up in their playing the Toledos? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Sarah Kipp here, uh, the Norwalk volleyball coach. We talked to her at the uh, Fall Sports Preview Show, and she says not only you know did they move into Division One, but they play some tough area teams. And this area, like you said, Mark. Uh, very tough. So uh, let's talk. Uh, let's not. Let's talk. Let's listen to Sarah Kipp of the Norwalk Lady Truckers. I think a lot of teams are going to be pretty evenly matched in the conference. Um, a lot of teams lost key players across the board, and I, it's. I think any night, given any night that somebody could come away with a win, and I think it's going to come right down to the to the wire who walks away with with the conference championship. And with all those schools in the conference, I mean, you've got you guys, Bellevue, Margareta is another big one for volleyball, along with Perkins mm-hmm. and Huron. There, there's just a ton of competition in the SBC across all three divisions. Right? Yep, I absolutely. From Division Four, you know, the local, you've got Monroeville and St. Paul. Um, you've got Huron and Edison and Margareta and us. And I, you know, don't can don't discount Columbian out there. I, they've got young kids coming up and Clyde's up and coming and. Um, can't forget Perkins and uh, what Heath Hamilton does over there, and I. So it's it, there's never a night that you get to take off in the gym ever. It's competition, competition. But I honestly I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, you know, like you talk about um, the talent in the area. Uh, we're no longer Division Two. Um, unfortunately, we're up to uh, Division One this year, uh, which is some tougher competition. But you know, we won't see. Um, all of the teams that we normally see in the sectional and district. Right. So, so that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. So there you go, Sarah Kipp of the Norwalk Volleyball Program there. And, uh, yeah, she mentioned a good point. It's we mentioned it too, Mark. Uh, yeah, the way, when it comes tournament time, you're going to see some different teams than they're, they're used to seeing year in and year out. Yeah, and, and you know, most of them aren't going to be from this area, so they're not going to see them during the regular season. Right, right. So there you go, uh, if you're a big fan of volleyball, um, uh, yours truly here, Josh, and uh, along with Chris Morgan, call. Uh, we'll be calling uh, games during uh, 
One one a week once the season gets started. We'll have our volleyball match the week on 92.9 WLKR Classic. And uh, won't be next week, but the week after it starts. So we got high school football opening week uh, next next Friday. And then uh, the following week on Tuesday, we'll have uh, Norwalk at Edison. Will be our first matchup of the season in uh, volleyball. So stay tuned for that, folks. And speaking of Norwalk, let's move on to some football. How about that? Let's talk uh, a little bit about trucker football. That will be our opening game on uh, here on 95.3 next Friday night. Uh, Norwalk entertaining Mansfield Senior Mark. Yeah, and that's going to be a, a big game for the truckers. They had their final scrimmage against the Shelby Whippets last night. That's right, they did. And, and score-wise, that uh, you said they pulled off the win last night. Score-wise, yeah, yeah, they ended up uh, they ended up one score better than uh, than the Shelby Whippets so uh, when it was all said and done. There you go. And we talked to uh, the head coach of the Truckers, Todd Fox, during our uh, season preview show on Wednesday night, and uh, uh, it was uh, Randy and I uh, talking with Coach Fox, and of course your buddy Randy Horde, your broadcast <clears throat> partner, and. Uh, you know, both of you guys like to talk about uh, <clears throat> the offensive line, right? Yes, <laughs> just, just just a little, you just know. a little bit. You know, and and when you mentioned that, that was one of the great things with the program that we did the other night because we did kind of mix and match a little bit. There were several coaches that Randy and I talked with, and then there like with Coach Live and Good. You and I yeah, did the us, interview, yeah. and then and then you know we just mixed it up, and that's what made it even great that all that organized confusion, and we 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 went away smoothly. And somehow we did, yeah, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and hear uh, from uh, Todd Fox, an Norwalk football coach. He talks about, as Randy calls them, the big uglies, the offensive line. <laughs> so here you go. Here's Todd Fox. Well, you know, Jack is our lone returning starter. Uh, full-time starter on the line. We have a couple part-time guys that just gave us some time last year. but So he's been our central focus piece, and they've done a nice job under his leadership and guidance and Coach Ziegler there to, to get ready. I mean, we're uh, we're ugly, that's for sure. I mean, we're <laughs> an ugly group that we're all here, and it's great for radio. We have those faces. But, you know, we are... Uh, Size-wise, I, I, the fact is we're we're big or bigger. I mean, it's a six-one, and Jack may be the shorter one of the a couple of one of the, but we're six-one to six-four, and uh, uh, but can move, and that's the part that we're really excited about. We can move. We're a little bit quicker up front uh, that open the holes for our running backs. And I noticed, Coach, as we're talking here with Todd Fox of the Norwalk Truckers football program here, uh, Coach, I noticed uh, a, a new team on your schedule this year, Alliance. Yes, uh, some things with our schedule changes and flipping games around. We didn't uh, have the opportunity to go to Bishop Hartley, uh, another uh, formidable foe, obviously. Uh, but uh, we're going to Alliance uh, at Mount Union Stadium, so that'll be fun. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Mount Union being a Ball and Wallace grad, but uh, <laughs> but we uh, I've been very successful in that field. So hopefully, as a program, we will be too. But you know, they have a a great one of the top quarterbacks in state of Ohio and a Division One signed running back too. So you look at our schedule. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think anybody plays a schedule like we do, but that gets us battle tested. And our guys this year, it's about us. We're working about us, and uh, we're, we're ready to take on that challenge. And and that and that's just something we laid on. I, you know, we could have backed away and tried to bail out of some of those uh, games. But we're not doing that. I mean, we want to play the best. Uh, we just got to make sure we finish and win some of those win those games and. It'll pay off at the end. All right, there you go. Todd Fox of the Norwalk Truckers. And, uh, yeah, big game, Mark. 
with Alliance, and we're going to cover it here on 95.3, live from Mount Union. How about that? Yeah, and, and, and the cool thing is, that's also where Joe Tate sat, because Joe Tate, the great legend Cavaliers basketball mm-hmm. broadcaster, did Mount Union football games. Yeah, he sure did. So uh, we're excited to do that. And we'll talk more about our broadcast schedule here during the show as well. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll talk uh, uh, some more high school football. We'll listen to some more clips from some coaches from our K96 Fall Sports Preview Show. You're listening to The Locker Room Show here on 95.3 WLKR. Caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit fishertitus.org. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community, and that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Whether you walk or run for fitness, fun, or necessity, I encourage all pedestrians to be alert, be visible, be safe. This is Trooper Cindy Wilt of the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Milan Post. Staying alert and following Ohio's traffic safety laws at all times may help save you from serious injury or even death. You should always wear bright colors and reflectors. And don't forget to carry flashlights during evening and early morning hours. Wherever you are, be that change you feel that you don't see enough of. Your household, friends, job, or school could grow through your life. We need tough love, need kindness and care, conversations to understand each other, patience for these wounds, and day-by-day actions to love our brothers. No matter who you are, your life could shine a path. Be the change. Brought to you by SPWorkLab.com. 
You're lucky you're not cursed with this charisma. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Welcome back here, folks, to The Locker Room Show, live here in studio. Josh Bowman alongside Mark Lane here on this August the 13th of 2022, 9.20 the time, and 69 degrees outside. And it's shaping up uh, to be a pretty decent weekend, Mark, and uh, hopefully this weather can kind of copy itself into next weekend, right? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Last night, great sleeping weather. Open the windows. It was better than air conditioning. Oh, it was. Yeah, for sure. We're recapping the K96 Fall Sports Preview Show, listening to some clips from uh, different coaches in the area. And we're going to move on now and uh, talk about a little uh, Perkins football right now. And, of course, Jalen Santoro, the young head coach of the Perkins Pirates. And, Mark, uh, you guys had a chance to talk to him. And uh, he first off, he's just a great talker. And uh, I noticed that, uh, you know, great conversationalist. And uh, he's brought a lot of, you know, youthful energy uh, to that program. Yeah, and like he was mentioning, what was it? It was 10 years ago he was playing for a state championship as the quarterback for the Bellevue Redmond. That's true. Yeah, let's hear from Jalen Santoro here. Uh, he talks about the uh, Perkins roster for this season. Yeah, um, you know, we lost a lot up front, um, and obviously everybody knows losing Callum Nevis. You know, he was a big name for us last year. Um, but, you know, we bring back some key pieces as well. Obviously, Logan Lesh, um, you know, who broke our – uh, school passing record last year as a quarterback, and anytime you bring up a quarterback, you know, from t- a nine-win team, that's big. So, you know, bring back Logan Lash, will be a junior quarterback. Jaden Rowe, Drake Benarucci, both big senior receivers, also playing um, D-line for you this year. Um, you know, we have some guys in the middle between Austin Yoakum, Gavin Pappenau, your returning old lineman, um, and Sam Serginger, uh, who's another big name for us. Since, you know, he's been a three-year starter for us as well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then obviously some younger guys that we have coming back that played a lot of minutes for us last year, and Mike Young, Weston Sersinger, um, on the defense side of the ball, and you know, that'll be big for them. And you know we have some younger guys playing. We're bringing back uh, 11 out of our 22 starters, so just about half there. And uh, you know, like I said, the experience we bring back is there. Um, and you no, know, but I feel like we're always going to be young. You know, we're playing some sophomores again, um, which again, if they're ready to play, we're going to play them. So we bring back. You know, a lot of guys with a lot of game experience, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily seniors for us. You know, we bring back a lot of guys with experience that are just sophomores and juniors, too. So, There you go, Jalen Santoro, the head football coach of the Perkins Pirates, of course, part of that SBC Lake division. And I know we talk about it with uh, conferences, Mark, that, uh, you know, it's a gauntlet. That's kind of a, one of our cliches that we use. Yes. But, man, the Lake division is, for sure, uh, Norwalk, Clyde, Bellevue. Uh, all those teams, you know, pr- pr- pretty tough. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they just they beat up on each other the entire season, and I think that's one of the reasons that the teams that uh, continue on in the playoffs have have a lot of success. They they do for sure, and uh, uh, you know, with that Perkins program, uh, you know, that's another team that you, you can't take lightly, no matter what. And uh, they they like you heard that. Uh, con- you heard those comments from Santoro. He said, uh, you know, th- they bring back a lot of uh, quote unquote veterans, but not necessarily seniors. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was Perkins and Jalen Santoro there. We'll have him on the air uh, multiple times 
believe, on K96 this season, Mark. So. Yeah, one of, one of the big games is, uh, you know, the student against the master when <laughs> Bellevue and Perkins play. We love that, right, <laughs> of course. Let's move on and talk some SPC uh, Bay Division football. And uh, one of our buddies, uh, Jim Hall from Edison, let's hear from the Chargers head coach. But before that, uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, the Edison Chargers' uh, uh, rich football tradition. Uh, w- with Edison, and uh, we- we've covered uh, a lot of fun Edison moments. I know one of our famous clips in the system that we still have is uh, what Sam Stahl uh, <laughs> running through the yes. snow, not being able to find, you know, no, what, oh. not knowing where the end zone really was, and still continuing to go in that playoff game at Medina, right? Oh yeah, that w- that was crazy because <laughs> he just he just headed towards the goalpost, and, <laughs> and you had no idea what line he was in, and he just went all the way through the end zone to make sure that he. Cross the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> we still have that clip in the system, and we bring it out once in a while. I'll see maybe if we can find it here uh, and listen to that one more time. But uh, let's hear from uh, Edison head coach Jim Hall. He recaps the 2021 season and gets uh, ready here for 2022. Well, I mean, last season was, uh, you know, we had a ton of returners last year uh, on the offensive line and at some skilled positions. Um, so, you know, last season we, we had higher expectations, but we, you know, able to end the season in a, in a positive way by going to the playoffs and being able to win our first round game and go to the second round. And that was a great experience for these guys to be in. And I think that should help us this year. But, uh, you know, this year we've had to replace a, a lot of guys up front and, uh, you know, offense and defensive lines. Uh, we, you know, pretty much lost uh, both of those. And these guys... You know, Sam and, and some of the other guys we'll mention here, uh, you know, they've been kind of waiting their turn here. And, and those guys that just graduated played for two and three years, so they've been bottling things up for a while. So, you know, these guys are anxious to prove themselves and to have their shot, and I think they're ready. You know, it's funny, Coach, because uh, we, we we look at the Chargers, and, and back, back years ago, these kids wouldn't remember it, but uh, the Chargers were dominant in the Firelands Conference, and... Uh, made the switch to the Sandusky Bay Conference and took a lot of lumps over the years. But the way things have adjusted in the last decade, uh, it's it's worked out well. The, your kids are, are doing well in all the sports, yes. and and especially football. And I know we had a couple of back-to-back years where you were just a field goal away from yeah. maybe. Yeah, a long field goal in the rain. Yes, yeah. in the rain. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, it's a lot of it is in the now that the kids have bought into everything. The Sandusky Bay Conference is such a tough conference. I mean, it's almost like you're playing uh, playoff games every week in that conference. Uh, we we preach a lot to these guys that every week is uh, not just a playoff week, but it's a championship week. I mean, you got in our league now we got five league games, so we say there's five championship games, and, and every week you got to play at that level. Uh, to be able to move on to make the next week even more important. And that's that's kind of how we face it and how our approach is. And, and uh, these guys know that. They've been around long enough now that they know what we're going to say and how we're going to say it and what we're going to do and how we expect them to do it. So, uh, you know, I agree with you. It took a while. Uh, things are established now, and I think they're going in the right way. There you go. Jim Hall, veteran head coach of the Edison Chargers. And uh, like he said, uh, five, he calls them five championship games every week, uh, you know, yeah. uh, during the season, and uh, uh, he's pretty much right. Yeah. Well, when you, when you look at who's in that division, Oak Harbor, you know, the the Huron Tigers, the the Edison Chargers, uh, Vermilion is probably 
the one that hasn't had a lot of tradition in 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 recent years. Right, and, right. And the Port Clinton Redskins. And, and they are, uh, you know, a tough tough team now. Uh, that you know. So l- looking at that, uh, he's right. Uh, it's all, pretty much five championship games, five games to get you ready for the playoffs. Throw in uh, some, you know, uh, non-league games that are tough too, and. Uh, th- that's why uh, Edison, you know, was able to do what they did last year, upset Bellevue in that first round football game, uh, football playoff game over at Bellevue, the the one sixteen matchup last year. Yes, that that is history as far as the Ohio High School Athletic Association goes. And and one other thing, we talked about how tough the Lake Division is uh-huh. and how tough the Bay, but a lot of the Bay and Lake teams play crossover games mm-hmm. because of the nature of the fact that they only have five conference games. That's right. So they uh, play a couple of those, then throw in a few non-league games and got yourself a schedule. And, Mark, I found it. Here you go. And he's still on his feet. It goes down to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Chargers. He's going to believe it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that famous call that we were talking about in the snow, uh, stall with the uh, game-winning touchdown. And, run. and I was guessing at the yard markers. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a game where uh, uh, the uh, uh, St. Paul was playing Warren JFK in the snow, and... <laughs> The the the, uh, the gate. You had Strongsville. At Strongsville, it was the wasn't it the same night. Uh, it, yeah, it was the same night. You were at Strongsville, and Randy and I were in Medina. Yeah, yeah, and uh, folks, that it snowed in the press box because uh, we didn't have a window. Let's just say that uh, the shutter. Uh, they had to raise the shutter up, and uh, it snowed onto our equipment. Snowed onto my roster. <laughs> By about the second half of that ball game, I, I couldn't even read the Warren JFK roster. Of course, I knew the St. Paul uh, roster by heart, so it was it was pretty easy there. Yeah. But Warren JFK, I was like, I don't even know who has the football right now. <laughs> it, it was wild, folks. So it was fun there. So let's move on and uh, talk a little more here of, of the uh, K96 Fall Sports Preview Show uh, the other night. And uh, once I bring up my clips here. Uh, what we just uh, heard, uh, of course, from uh, Jim Hall, and uh, now let's hear from uh, one of his rivals, the Huron Tigers, Sam Holder. Uh, you'll be there week one, right? Yes, uh, we open up on K96 Friday night with the Huron Tigers hosting the Norwalk St. Paul Flyers. So there you go, and here is uh, Coach Sam Holder of Huron uh, talking about how he's getting ready for the season. We finished last year 6-5. and five. We got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Um our off season was tremendous. Uh, we have 15 seniors coming back. We have 20 letter winners, seven starters back on offense, five on defense. Um, the seniors really set the tone. Uh, we had a great off season in the weight room with our uh, camps and agility stuff, conditioning, all of that. And our uh, two a day practices have been off the charts. So uh, these guys felt like that maybe. We didn't get as far as we wanted last year or do as much as we could, and they're doing everything they can to make sure that uh, we take care of business this year. What are you going to try to focus on with your kids that you feel really needs to be a, a point of focus for uh, the season as you start the following week? Really, it's just the fundamentals. Uh, we want to focus on blocking and tackling, uh, not making mistakes if we can help, eliminating penalties and things like that. Um, 
it's tough. We only do one scrimmage. We're going to Clyde Friday night, which is always a challenge. Um, but our kids are tired of beating on each other for the last few weeks. They, they'd like to hit somebody else. And, um, you know, we've got a pretty experienced group coming back. So we know as coaches what to expect. And as players, they know what to expect. But if we can go over there and just play fundamental football for a little bit and stay healthy, that would be ideal. All right, Sam Holer there from the Huron Tigers. We'll take a break here, folks. When we come back, a few more coaches from uh, the K96 Fall Sports Preview Show. We'll hear from some Firelands Conference coaches to wrap things up here uh, in our uh, you know recap portion of the program. And we'll also talk to Scott Petrak, Browns reporter for the Chronicle-Telegram. He'll break down last night's Browns preseason game and tell you what he thought of uh, what happened last night. So we'll go ahead and take a break. Be back after this on The Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, Mark Lane with you till 10. Simple and free. If only everything in life were this easy. Well, at Firelands Federal Credit Union, your banking can be simple and free with their Simply Free checking account. No minimum balance, no monthly service charge, free debit card, free online banking, free bill pay, and free mobile banking with mobile deposit. It's Simply Free Checking from Firelands Federal Credit Union. Visit firelandsfcu.org for more details. Firelands Federal Credit Union, why just bank when you can belong? If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air. And in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown York dealerships. York Heating and Air conditioning units deliver you the perfect temperature efficiently and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. 36-month leases, zero due at signing, 10K miles a year, plus tax, title registration, and dock fee. No security deposit ends 831-22. The Make This the Summer event is going on now at King Ganley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Norwalk and Sandusky's highest volume local dealer and surrounding counties. Keep your cash in your pocket and just sign and drive any new Ram with absolutely zero due at signing. Just listen to these examples of our incredible deals. Sign and drive a new 2022 Ram Crew Cab, $399 a month, zero due at signing. Sign and drive a new 2022 Ram Quad Cab, $349 a month, zero due at signing. You heard right, just $349 a month for a Ram Quad Cab with absolutely zero due at signing. And if you're looking for the all-new 2022 Jeep Compass, we've got them at Ken Ganley, your number one hometown country dealer. The Make This the Summer event going on now at Ken Ganley. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Take Turnpike Exit 118, 250 South to 226 Milan Avenue, Norwalk. Ken Ganley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Swung on. This is hit in the air. Deep right center field. This ball is gone. And it's a two run home run to right center for Josh Naylor. It's the Guardians and the Blue Jays. This afternoon at 3.07 from Toronto, airtime for Guardians warm-up, 2.35. This is your home for Cleveland Guardians baseball, 95.3 WLKR. You know what they say, fool me once, strike one, but fool me twice, strike three. 
You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. All right, folks, welcome back to the program. And uh, don't forget, uh, as you heard there, uh, the Guardians in action this afternoon taking on Toronto. And we'll have it for you coming up in uh, a little bit uh, 235 for pregame today and 307 and not a minute later or earlier 307 uh Toronto time yes. <laughs> and our time. Yes. So that's coming up uh, uh how about an 8 nothing win last night though uh, impressive uh, Guardians uh, want one and a half games up in the uh, AL Central Division right now. Yeah, well they, they they've taken advantage of uh the Detroit series after they had that nice split with mm-hmm, Houston, mm-hmm. and they took advantage of the Detroit series because uh, Minnesota was playing the Dodgers, and so they managed to make up and 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 get a little little buffer. Yes. Right now. So yeah, uh, right now Minnesota taking on the Angels, so that's who they have this weekend. I believe they won last night, so one and a half game lead still for the Guardians. They'll also play at Toronto on Sunday afternoon, a little earlier, one thirty-seven for the first pitch. Of course, right here on 95.3. But back to the locker room show. We're going to talk now to wrap up uh, the recap portion of our show from the K96 Fall Sports Preview Show with the Firelands Conference. So here we go, Firelands Conference football. Let's hear from John Livengood. Uh, we mentioned uh, here on opening up with St. Paul. Yes. And uh, that should be a fun game. Mark, uh, I'm sure you're excited about that. Uh, we are every year. I mean, since these two teams started playing each other, because Huron is a larger school, right? But, but it doesn't matter because these are two rich traditions, and uh, they they lay it all out on the field. So here you go. And how about uh, maybe a little rivalry brewing between uh, St. Paul and Eden? Uh, last year, uh, they, they, those two teams met up in an instant classic. I, I don't know the exact score, but it was somewhere around 42-41, something like that. It was a one-point yes. ball game. And uh, here's Coach Livengood talking about uh, last year's matchup with Eden and a preview of this year's matchup at Eden. So here is Coach Livengood. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're playing some some much bigger schools, but you know our kids will be up for it and ready to go. Speaking of that, uh, the kids here, are you guys excited for that bigger schedule like that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're excited for that. I, how about excited for the rematch with Eden? You yes. guys got that one. you got to go there, I know, oh, this yeah. time. but Yeah, that, that's the only bad part. <laughs> we, we, would, we would much prefer to stay home week eight. But, uh, you know, the thing is, it's like two week, two years in a row where we've had week eight open. And, we, we you know, I've looked as far as I can look as far as an opponent. And uh, we just weren't, weren't getting a matchup. Uh, the only team that we could match up with was Detroit Brother Rice out of uh, Michigan, which is like a Division One state championship type team. A little bit over our heads, a little bit over our heads. So we didn't really want to go that <laughs> that route. So, uh, But what happened is Cardinal Stritch um, ended up having to go eight-man football this year, and we looked at their schedule, and Eden opened up. And, and uh, so I contacted them, and we kind of, Talked back and forth for about a week or so, and then we agreed to a deal, and we're going to head down their their place on, in week eight. Yeah, Mark, uh, you and I called that one last year. Uh, <laughs> that was an instant classic last year. I know we, we, we were so excited calling that ball yes. game. How, how were you throughout that ball game? Uh, I, I try to remain calm throughout that <laughs> game. Uh, you know, I think a big turning point in that game is when we scored, and I think, Quincy, didn't you recover the onside kick? You know, we recovered the yeah. onside kick, and 
went down again and, and put ourselves in good position. And then, and then actually we were able to, I think we fumbled. We were driving again, we mm-hmm, fumbled, mm-hmm. and uh, we were down by a couple or down by one at that point, and they fumbled, and we fumbled, and they got the ball back inside the five-yard line, and uh, one of their running plays, and with a quarterback run, I believe, or maybe a handoff, and we had blitzed Quincy on that, and he made a tackle for loss for oh, safety, yeah. and yeah. those were the winning points. So, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not a lot of defense that game, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was an exciting game, a fun game to be part of, and, you know, Actually, one of the, my favorite games in, in all the time that I've coached, that was one of my favorite games coaching. I mean, uh, just the enthusiasm with the kids and the energy and, and how much fun they had playing that game. For sure, one of the uh, uh, most fun games that I've been a part of, and I think probably for you too, huh, Mark? Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that he didn't talk about but that we saw was that the Bombers had such a quick offense they actually wanted the Flyers to score a touchdown so that they could get the football back. That's true. And and the Flyers ended up, uh, between the onside kick and everything, they ended up running the clock out. And, and that's how they ended up winning the game. The, the Bombers couldn't score if they didn't have the football. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Let's move on and uh, hear from Monroeville head coach uh, Tyler Nestor in his second year as head coach of the Eagles. And uh, he uh, talked to us and talked about... Uh, his coaching background a little bit and, uh, you know, spending time at Monroeville. This is year two. Um, I've been coaching there since 2012, but this is the second year as head coach. How, how are you enjoying it there so far? I absolutely love it. Uh, family lives there. Um, they, my kids go to school there. We absolutely love the community and uh, every all the support that we get, whether it's from football, just being around if you need anything. But it's, it's truly awesome, truly amazing community. Now, of course, being around the program as long as you have, how has that kind of helped your transition to being the head coach the last couple of years? I also teach there. So the, the transition, I, I wouldn't say smooth, but it's helped the process along. I know the parents. Um, I had all three of these guys in class. I've had their brothers. So that uh, that process it became smoother, if that if that's a, the best way to, <laughs> to describe it. So how has uh, camp and, you know, uh, practices been going? Good, good. We've uh, We've learned a lot about who we are, where we need to go. Um, we've set really high expectations. These captains are, are actually this leadership council set these high expectations, and, and we're reaching those. We're we're striving to get to those, and they've done a really good job at it. Uh, Coach, what what does the early part of your schedule look like when we get going for real here in about so a week? This this week we've got Senecas, and actually we, we just found out that uh, we got to move venues, so we're getting an opportunity to play at Heidelberg um, huh? on turf, huh? which is which is real cool because once it's on turf, we don't get that many opportunities. But uh, we also play Calvert second week of the season on at the same place, so right. it'll be cool to go back there. But week one's at Lakota, uh, week two is at Calvert, and then week three is at Margareta. Uh, Margareta's got a new coach on there, new new system, but that's that's been a cool rivalry that we've created over the last couple of years. So nice, solid schedule. Um, tough. We'll, we'll test this definitely leading into the conference. Tyler Nestor, Monroeville head football coach there, uh, up-and-coming team in the Firelands Conference for sure, and we'll have them here on 95.3, also on 92.9 during the season. And we'll wrap things up now with our final head coach clip, and we're going to hear here, here, right here, from Western Reserve head coach Ty Stevenson. He gives us his outlook for 2022. Yeah, you know, I think we've had a good summer. Um, our, our, we had a really good summer attendance for weightlifting. Uh, we, I thought we had a couple good weeks of, of July camp, uh, you know, a week and a half in the, into two days now, and I feel like our guys are putting a lot of good work. Uh, you know, we feel like we scrimmaged pretty decent last week. You know, plenty to fix, plenty to work on. Um, but, we, you know, we hope to continue to improve and keep working hard and, and see where we can fit. 
and uh, coach, we've kind of already seen a little bit of a preview of uh, what you could expect this year. Of course, it, you started off the year hot last season, then all of a sudden Jude Munns goes down with that injury. Uh, how big is that to have uh, kind of gotten that little bit of an experience of what it would be like moving on from Jude as the quarterback to uh, get you sure. set for this season? Yeah, it definitely gave Rhett some experience at quarterback. Um, I think some valuable time there. You know, he's had a really good summer. Um, so, you know, we're, we, we lost a good senior class. That we think we have another good senior class incoming right now who have worked really hard for four years. Um, you know, they've been with me. The, you know, I've been here five years now. So we really think that there's a lot of good kids in that class that can really make a difference this year. And, you know, we, we expect just to show back up this fall and play as hard as we can, and we hope to win some football games. Uh, what do you got here early on in the season as you get going in non-league play? Uh, so we go we go Wellington, and then we go Margaret and then Edison. So same three we've had the last couple of years, um, all three very good teams. Uh, Margaret has got a new coach, Hall of Famer, and Coach Quizno. Um, obviously, Coach Hall has done a great job there for a long time. Um, so, you know, we're looking forward to those matchups, and we hope to play well against them. And, uh, Coach, we've talked a lot about how tradition is always big with the Firelands Conference especially. I mean, it, we've already talked to two of those traditional programs here in Monroeville and St. Paul most recently. Western Reserve right up there with these traditional schools too. Uh, what does that kind of mean for you going into this season yet again to uh, be in that position and uh, really have that competition around you in conference play? Sure. You know, we always want to compete at the top at the highest level that we can. Uh, Crestview is going to be really good this year. You know, obviously Coach Livengood's very good at St. Paul. Um, Monroeville definitely has some good spots to them. So I think it will be a really good league all the way around. You know, we're hoping New London we can get them back in here in the next year or two. Um, so it has been. It's, you know, it's a traditionally good small school program or small school conference that you got to show up every night ready to play football. All right, Ty Stevenson, our final coaches clip there from Western Reserve. Uh, that's going to be a fun matchup again, Western Reserve and Edison. He mentioned that one. Uh, we'll have that on the radio, of course, Mark. Yeah, uh, another one of those. Firelands Conference, old Firelands Conference <laughs> matchups back uh, years ago when when uh, the uh, Edison Chargers were over in the Firelands Conference. So, folks, we mentioned our broadcast schedule. It is been it has been made public. So go ahead and check it out on uh, wlkrradio.com, also uh, wkfm.com, and wlkrclassic.com. Also on Classic, you'll find the uh, bra- uh, volleyball broadcast schedule on there too. Also on our Facebook page uh, for K96, uh, WKFM K96, go uh, search for that and you'll find pictures from the event, uh, the Fall Sports Preview Show. Tons of pictures. Cammy and my wife took over 50 pictures uh, during that event, so you can go and check that out too, Mark. I, I was going to say, you know, th- th- it is questionable. Whether or not the coaches and the players enjoyed it more than Cammy did and, and, and Erica. They, they were having a great time there, too. They were. So let's take a break here, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk some Browns football. Last night, the Browns uh, preseason opener at Jacksonville. They got a win, and they look pretty good. So um, we'll talk uh, to uh, Scott Petrak who follows the Browns 24-7 and even more than that if he could. (laughs) So he is the guru for the Cleveland Browns. You can find him on brownzone.com and uh, the Chronicle Telegram. That's up next here along with our Domino's trivia question coming up too. Mark's got a good one this morning. Oh, yeah. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Domino's carry-out deal means you can carry out three-topping pizzas for $7.99 each when you order online. 
That's right, $7.99 each every day. Just in case there's any confusion, we've set up a helpful website to confirm if today's a day you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each at Domino's. Just go to HowAboutToday.com to find out if Domino's online carryout deal is valid today. Spoiler alert, it is. Carry out only and online only. Select this offer. Charges may vary. Excludes XL and specialty pizzas. Crust availability varies by size. Local store may charge extra for toppings and sauces. In this ever-changing world, there's one thing you can depend on. A great deal from Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Their used car inventory is always changing, too, with a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Schaefer Danhoff has easy financing options for just about any credit situation. Visit SchaeferDanhoff.com and use their Customize Your Deal tool and calculate a payment in four easy steps. That Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Route 224 in Willard, the easiest place to buy a vehicle from start to finish. Are you running a business and want to get more customers? Hi, I'm Don, your small business marketing expert. If you want to increase sales, you've got to get your message out. But which media should you consider? About 29% say they read a newspaper every day. 69% say they use Facebook. And 71% of the population watches TV. But did you know that radio reaches about 88% of the population? And the average listener spends about 12 hours a week with radio. Also, radio has grown. From on-air, online, on-demand, from laptops, tablets, smartphones, and smart speakers, radio is everywhere. Radio also dominates in the car. So if you want to make every marketing dollar count, consider radio. It's affordable, it's effective, and it's everywhere. Hi, this is Bill Forthover, station manager here at WLKR. We want to help your business grow. Go to our website at WLKRradio.com and click on Advertise. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR, presented by Schaefer Danhoff. All right, welcome back here, folks, to The Locker Room Show, 9.50 the time, and now we're going to go to the Domino's Hotline here. It's Scott Petrak joining us from the Chronicle-Telegram, brownzone.com. And, uh, I'm sure uh, you, you had a busy night last night, Scott. Uh, how how you doing this morning? I'm good, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about a uh, little bit about last night's game. Let's break that down a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback situation, of course, Deshaun Watson making his debut for the Browns and uh, also uh, all, all the different quarterbacks that got into last night's game, uh, Dobbs and uh, Rosen. Uh, what, 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 what's kind of your assessment on what you saw quarterback-wise last night? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, I mean, the night started with Watson doing that kind of team-sponsored interview where he apologized for the first time um, for all the, you know, regarding all the uh, sexual misconduct accusations. And then, you know, he looked a little nervous. He hadn't, to me, he hadn't played since January 3rd, 2021. Didn't play at all last year. And, you know, his first pass, it was a good play design. He had Anthony Schwartz running open, and he just threw it way over his head. And then there were a couple of drops by Schwartz. Um, there was a short completion into Joku and a low throw to Demetrius Fountain, and that was about it. Right, three series, no first downs. Not all Deshaun Watson's fault. There were some penalties. There was a fumble by Dearness Johnson. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm sure there were fans, the ones who were supportive of Watson, thinking, okay, we get to see him for the first time. He's going to look awesome. And it just wasn't there. And that's, you know, probably a combination of 
rust in preseason and maybe a little bit of nerves. Um, and then the coaching staff decided to not play Jacoby Brissett. And I think that's in large part because they need him to be ready week one because Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended. So you don't want to play Brissett maybe with the second team offensive line and some of the third teamers because some guys didn't play. So they protected Jacoby Brissett, and the goal now is to get him ready for week one. And I think that really starts in earnest probably tomorrow um, at training camp because, you know, Watson's taken the vast, vast majority of first-team reps, and I think this is a week that probably changes to Brissett. And then Josh Dobbs, you know, he looked good. I thought he, um, I thought he played well. He showed really good movement skills, and I haven't seen him play a lot. He's only thrown 17 passes in the NFL, uh, but he moved really well. Um, I, you know, he's a smart guy, and that was obvious. So I thought he played well. And then Josh Rosen um, did pretty well too for a guy that hasn't gotten many team reps in camp. So it'll be interesting, you know, depending on what the final length of the Watson suspension is. To see what the Browns do, do they go get, you know, do they try to go get Jimmy Garoppolo? Do they go get another guy that can back up Brissett, or do they trust, you know, a Dobbs Rosen combination? Um, it's probably too early to tell. I think they probably would make a move if the suspension is, you know, twelve or seventeen games. Um, but outside of Watson, the other two quarterbacks looked pretty good yesterday against obviously lesser competition for the Jaguars. Yeah, Scott, this is, this is Mark Lane and, uh, taking a look at the game last night, uh, one of the things that impressed me was the fact that we have that depth at running back, or at least we think we do, and Ford had a really good game and we had, uh, several defensive uh, rookies that also played real well. Yeah, it's the running back situation is interesting, right? We know Kareem Hunt didn't practice in those, didn't participate in team drills those couple of days a week ago, um, because he wants a new contract, and then he requested a trade, and he hasn't talked about that. You know, the Browns are not trying to trade him. They said they're not going to trade him. So it'll be interesting because there is a lot of depth there. I entered camp thinking Dearness Johnson would be traded, and I still think that's a possibility. Although, with Jakeem Grant Sr. out for the season with the torn Achilles, maybe you use Dearness Johnson as a kick returner. So it's interesting, but there's a lot of depth there. Even the fifth guy... Um, John Kelly Jr. shows some things in camp and even in the game. So, uh, but Jerome Ford, yeah, he was one of the stars of the night. And then you make a good point about that draft class. You know, the Browns didn't have a pick until the third round, right? So it's kind of a little bit of a forgotten class. And then last night, Martin Emerson Jr. has to play the game with the interception, return for a touchdown. He ripped it away from the receiver and then goes 74 yards. Cade York, the kicker. Made all his kicks. No, none of them them were long, but he made them all. Um, you mentioned Jerome Ford, Isaiah Thomas, the seventh round defensive end from Oklahoma, had two sacks and a tackle for loss. So there's a lot to a lot to like about that draft class. Yeah, and uh, that that pick six last night was was pretty. <laughs> that was a nice play in last night's game. But let's go ahead and uh, go go back to Watson real quick here, uh, Scott and. Uh, you know, he's come out and said that he would accept an eight-game suspension and, and a fine. Do you think that that could factor into any of these this uh, decision on the appeal and everything? Yeah, I mean, he didn't actually say that. Well, somebody from you know somebody right, right. Camp told AP that. Um, yeah, I think the last two days when we get that report, which you know comes from somebody in Watson's camp, and then. You get the first apology from Watson in that team interview. To me, that's a last-ditch effort to reach some kind of settlement with the league. And 
for it not to be an indefinite suspension of at least a season, right? That's what the NFL has pushed for from the beginning. That's what it's pushing for with this appeal. And I think it's Watson trying to um, not get suspended for the entire year. And we'll see if the league says okay and takes a settlement because that would avoid the potential of a lawsuit. Or if the NFL sticks to its guns and say, no, we do not want this guy um, on the field at all this season. And we want, we need to see him show some more before we look, reinstate him, right? And part of that was remorse because in Sue Robinson's initial ruling that suspended for six games, she made a point of saying he had not shown any remorse. And then the Browns kind of con- contradicted that in their statement, which, you know, they said he had shown remorse, but he had not shown really any public remorse. So it, it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if the league will say, okay, you know, we've seen enough that we can settle you know, for less than a full season, um, it's interesting, and I, you know, I would assume we get a decision early next week. But you know, there's no timeline. Um, but yeah, I think that's what's on the table now. Is it 10 games? Is it 12 games? Or is it, in fact, the indefinite suspension of a complete year? And you know, that changes a lot for the Browns. How they address the quarterback position? How they just kind of look at the season? Right? Are they are they going to get their quarterback maybe back for a stretch run, or not? Um, and even, you know, from a salary cap perspective, too, because his contract would just roll over to 2023 if he doesn't play at all. Yeah, Scott, I, I you know, probably the, the biggest downer last night was on the second play from scrimmage when uh, Nick Harris went down with the knee injury. Have, have you heard anything uh, on that injury? And, of course, one of the first things that came out is the fact that J.C. Treader is still available out there uh, as a free agent. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski last night after the game said Nick Harris would get an MRI today. Have not seen the, have not heard those results. We're supposed to be on a Zoom call with Stefanski at one o'clock, so I'm assuming we'll have the results by then. Um, and yeah, if it's a long-term thing, if it's a season ender, and you know, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. When you get carted off, it's not a good sign, but that doesn't mean you know it's the season's over. Um, then the Browns would have a decision to make: Do they trust Ethan Pochitz, who? You know, played five years with the Seahawks and started 40 games? Or do you try to go get J.C. Treader and see if he'd be willing to come back um, You know, when you cut him just because you didn't think he was worth the money that you were going to pay him? Do you bring him, you know, <laughs> is he willing to come back? Um, do the Browns go out and think he's better? You know, that's an interesting thing because J.C. has not practiced a lot in the last couple of years because he's dealing with, you know, kind of chronic knee injuries, but he's played really well. And he never missed any time except... No snaps at all, except one game when he had COVID. So, you know, I know the his teammates like him. I know the offensive line, he'd be kind of a seamless fit coming back. Uh, so it would be interesting if Harris is out for the whole year if the Browns would make that phone call. All right, Scott, we're up against it here. So, uh, you know, good stuff as always. Uh, thanks so much for us, uh, you know, uh, calling in here today. And uh, we'll catch up with you here when the season gets going for real, all right? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Scott. Scott Petrak there from the Chronicle Telegram and brownzone.com. If you've never been there, go to brownzone.com, folks. It is awesome. Everything you need to know about the Browns right there on one website, and Scott Petrick provides all the information on that site, too. Let's get to our Domino's trivia question here, Mark, before we get out of here. And, Mark, go ahead, and uh, it's your question here this morning, and I will give multiple choice for this. All right. Well, uh, the, the last night was the last time that the Edison Chargers and the St. Paul Flyers 
will scrimmage after uh, multiple decades of scrimmaging each other because next year in, in 2023, they will play in the regular season. The question is, the last time they played was when they were both in the Firelands Conference, and uh, the question is, what year did the Edison Chargers and the St. Paul Flyers last play a regular season game? All right, folks, uh, when did they last play? Was it 1975, 1985, or 1995? So give us a call, folks. You'll have a chance, uh, if you're the first caller, to win a Domino's Pizza. And you can call us in Norwalk at 419-663-4953, 419-609-4953 in Sandusky, toll-free 866-663-4953. So give us a call, folks. It Was it 1975, 1985, or 1995? So give us a call, and there we go. We'll take one caller before uh, we get off the air here. So uh, you are on the Locker Room Show. Do you have an answer? 1985. Yes, that is right. Uh, congratulations. Who is this? Uh, Jim from Monroeville. All right, Jim, just hang on the line, and when we wrap it up, we'll get right back to you, okay? Okay. All right, Jim of Monroeville knew that it was 1985, Mark. Yes, uh, October 19th, 1985 was the last time that the Flyers and the and the uh, Chargers played in the regular season. So that'll do it, folks, for the program. Uh, I want to thank, of course, Scott Petrak for joining us here this morning. Does it get much better than talking to him about the Browns? Uh, I learned so much uh, from listening to him every week. I want to thank all those coaches that stopped by at our uh, K96 Fall Sports Preview Show. I want to thank all the sponsors here this morning. Also, I want to thank uh, Gemma Monroeville for calling in and winning uh, the Domino's Pizza this morning. And, Mark, thanks for... Uh, Stopping by here and hanging out here this morning. Well, you know, we always have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next week, we're going to be live at the Huron County Fair. Yes. For the Locker Room Show from 9 to 10. So stay tuned for that. And also, folks, uh, before I get out of here, I want to dedicate this show to my grandpa who passed away yesterday. Yeah. So uh, uh, Eugene Bowman's his name and uh, passed away yesterday. And uh, he basically raised me, him and him and uh, my grandma. So, uh Yeah. So uh, dedicate this show to his memory for sure. All right, folks, uh, coming up, uh, we have Guardians Baseball at Toronto uh, coming up at 2.35 this afternoon for, uh, I almost said Indians, Guardians warm-up, 2.35, 3.07 first pitch. And who's coming up DJ-wise? It will be uh, Kerry uh, coming up here. Kerry uh, Smith will be in with you till 2.35 this afternoon. So. God bless you, folks. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you back here next week on The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Norwalk and Huron Heating and Air, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Domino's Pizza, and Westside Sunoco. On 95.3 WLKR, the sports voice of the Firelands. Here we go. Thanks for flying with us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.